Yes! Hey folks, how are you? I hope you guys are keeping well. Today's episode is the interview for the show You With Me. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Katie, Sean and Brona, the trio KSB. Well, we discussed about learning languages. Katie, she's doing currently her PhD and also she works for Michael D. Higgins, the president of Ireland. Also, Shauna and Brona, they're masters of education. Shauna, she's studying her Spanish currently, but also she speaks Irish and English and she teaches in Irish in her primary school. Brona, she's learning Portuguese, but also she had to learn French when she did her Erasmus in Paris and she she's able to speak Irish and English also. It's a lot of information. Oh, it was great conversation with great insights and I hope you guys enjoy that interview as I enjoyed to do it. Yes. By the way, for further information and contact with the girls, keep an eye on the description because there I will make available the link of the article that I've written for them on my blog and also the Instagram profile. Alright, so that's it. Enjoy guys the interview and here we go. Hey folks, so today I have the pleasure and honor for interviewing the trio KSB, Katie, Sean and Brona. Thanks so much girls to come, you know, like for coming here. I'm so happy. You can say something. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, and I hope you girls are comfortable, you know, like have your tea, your drinks and your chocolates anyway. Yep. Happy. And <laughs> oh yeah, it was so good. Well, uh, I'm glad also because, you know, I highly admire you girls for everything that you've been achieved. No, and this is not flattering, it's just the true story. Because I'm really impressed, you know, like with you, for example, you, what you have done, you know, doing your PHT, and that's a lot. Mm. You did your masters, you did your masters, and you girls are keeping learning language, so yeah, that, yeah. That, that's impressive. And I, I feel quite inspired, you know, by that. And hopefully, I'm gonna get there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, after that introduction, let's go for the interview then. Let's do it. great with the whole technolo technology side of it. I'm just the talent. <laughs> I don't really do the start-stop crack. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I'll show you the features later for you get to use, you know, like, it's not difficult to manage that, yeah. actually. Yeah. And this is recording, it's also, it's nice, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think they, they, they're gonna see that you're saying you're not here with every... Oh, jeez. Well, by the way, like, you girls, what you do, what you do, Shana, currently, like, I know you're a primary school, but explain a little bit more for the audience. Um, I'm a primary school teacher, for those who don't know um, what that is, I teach children from, could be from the ages of 4 to 12, 
at the minute I am teaching a, the age group of 10 to 11 in the kind of in the middle um, I teach in an Irish speaking school what? so that's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a small it's a small it's a small enough community um, in comparison to the rest of the schools in Ireland, which the majority are English speaking schools. Oh, right. Um, so, um, a, a school, uh, their their first language is Irish, Gaelga, and then their second language is English, and then for English speaking schools, their first language is English, and then the second language is Irish, and that's how the, that's how they prioritise them being taught. All right. Um, so at the minute, I know in Ireland anyway, Gaelic school and are grown every year. I think there's at least 150 Gaelic at the minute, and it's continued to grow, and grow mm-hmm. which is absolutely fantastic. Because you know, for to, to keep our language alive and to keep the passion alive, I think for the, for the language, I think it's it's fantastic to start with the the younger with the younger kids. Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> Rona. So as John explained. It's primary school so again the same ages I'm currently teaching in second class so I have around seven to eight year olds as well and this year I'll have the joy of making the holy communion with them as well because we're in a <laughs> Catholic school so we obviously teach religion in the Catholic religion in schools as well so this year is the age they get to make their first holy communion so I'll have that one to look forward to now this year as well but um, I'm teaching in the English medium schools so where Sean is speaking the Irish I'm teaching in the English medium schools as well so just a quick question. Both of you teach in okay and um, Irish school and English school, alright? Mm-hmm. However, is that like for girls or for boys? Because I know that some schools there are well, school and there are all are always mixed. So uh, it's boy boys and girls, um in primary and secondary school. Oh okay. Whereas I'm teaching in an all girls primary school, so I have only girls in my class. Okay, good to know. Yeah, it, it's quite confused for me because, for example, in Brazil, mm. we are all mixed, you know, like, so oh, we, we, don't, yeah. we don't have this separation. Actually, we do have separation when it's like private school mm. and also religion schools and all. But it's, it's not very often, it's not really common. Yeah. It's quite expensive, by the way. Yeah. And yourself, Katie? Um, yeah, so I teach at like third level. Um, I'm not really doing a lot of it at the minute because I'm doing my PhD, but that's so there would be primary level which is where the girls teach then there's secondary level which is the teenagers and then there's third level which would be universities and yeah. colleges so i'm at third level oh. um so so probably eventually you could have actually teach to teach Brana or Shana, yeah? Like, yeah, they, yeah, and there are there are people <laughs> in my classes who've been the same age, who've been older than me, who've like had kids and been married, and so I get kind of all, all different ages, but I'm similar to Brona in the way that I teach through the medium of English. So although it's an Irish class, the university itself is working in the English language environment, so we're like a little pocket. Whereas Shauna does her day-to-day, everything is Oscailge. I would be similar to Brona, whereas the admin and stuff is all right. in English. So it's funny that there's like yeah. stra- different strands between the three of us. Like, it, it, It's so interesting, one thing, like when I came to Ireland actually, I was expecting like uh, the Chinese boy from the YouTube, I forgot the name you of Ming. You Ming, People speaking Irish and I, I came here, arrived here, I've seen so many people speaking English. Mm-hmm. And actually I realized that it's not very common for Irish people to speak Irish. Mm-hmm. And why not? Every Irish don't speak at all. 
Irish, like they only they native language. As you said, I was impressed by that number. You're saying that it's increasing the numbers of schools, Irish schools, and you're proud of that. We have of this about that actually. So, what's the reason that the, the, the guys, like in general, the population, they don't speak the whole population? You know, like I suppose the the, the general idea is that everybody, well not everybody, but I say most people have had some sort of bad experience with Gaelic when going through the education system. I think that's just, it's the way it, it was taught. Mm -hmm. And I think then, yeah. that then passes down, that attitude passes down generationally. So let's, <laughs> let's say, like, let's say if I, like if, if my mom didn't like Irish in school, she would, she would probably, oh, Consciously say or like give me that attitude then as well, and I'll go into school then and not like Irish. And I think that's the way that's kind of gone on for the last couple of generations. Mm -hmm. um, but I think people are starting to realise how important important it is in keeping it alive, in, in keeping it alive, and to continue to speak our own language because we, we in no way do we want it to die off at all. Mm -hmm. It's not. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because, for example, in Brazil we had the Tupi is our native language, you know, before, yeah. before the Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. But it also goes back historically, like there's, we were colonized by the English. Yeah. And it goes that far back, like six, seven hundred years ago, where the English language is slowly, I see. you know, just making its way into everyday life. So nowadays I think there's like, there's only 1.7% of the population that is fluent in Irish. Yeah, but now there's a higher number, so there's 77,000 people who speak it on a daily basis. Mm, yeah. So yeah. there's a higher percentage of people who use it, whether that's in education or their work, but fluent speakers is 1.7% of the population. But it's still there, and I think that a lot of people need to get over the sort of utopian idea of bringing it in as the, f the f it is the first language, Irish and English mm. are seen as, you know, dual languages of the state, but it will never be the dominant language like it was before. Mm. And I think that's the future of the language now is through the Gael school and a, through bringing the children up to our, through Irish is to keep it going that that's way. That's a great insight. Yeah. And I think, I think some people have this, this attitude as well as, oh, if I can't speak it fluently, then what's the point? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, if like there's a there's a not kind to is far Gaelic British to not which basically means it's better to have broken Irish than fluent, fluent English. English. Um, so it's trying to encourage people to not I suppose it's to, it's to encourage their what's the word winning their um, confidence, their confidence um, yeah. in speaking the language. So there is there are a few things, especially out there for adults and students at the minute. Yeah, raw what's it called? Um, like a conversation circle. Co yeah, a conversation circle where people will come together and just speak Irish. And yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, it's one thing I, you know, me teaching in an English language school, easily half of my class, if not more, have parents that aren't of Irish nationality. So for them at home, yeah. they don't have parents who can mm. help them. You know, I had my parents teaching me since last week. And to every parent I said, you know, encourage her to use her Gaelic or her Irish throughout the day. She can use it with oh. me instead of just being in an Irish lesson. And straight away, some of the parents came back and said, oh, but we can't speak Irish. We have no Irish whatsoever. Yeah. And it's just about, I was going to say, well, use it with me. And it's the simple things of using please, thank you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. That is just. I mean, how is that for for foreigners uh, like students? In my case, for example, if imagine if I was a child and I was your student, and on your class even, 
so how would be that for me, like a, a foreign student learning Irish, you know? Or to have the Irish classes, how, how would be that? Am I able to choose that only English or it's like compulsory, like the whole students, when they're children, they do have a child, actually, they do have to pass through the Irish lessons. Well, I know for, say, for the English medium schools, where everything else is supposed to do English, children beyond the class level of fourth class, so from generally right there around 10 years old and upwards, they have the option to not study the language. Um, but earlier on, if they join in the school from as young as five, six, it is compulsory for them to learn the language as well. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it, it depends on children's circumstances like that. You know, I have a girl from China who's come into Ireland who had absolutely no English yeah. at all coming into the country, let alone trying to, to teach yeah. her two languages from the get-go rather than just focusing maybe on English when primarily everything that we do is through English. Mm-hmm. So in the very beginning when she arrived in the country in April, Kind of Irish was nearly left to the side for the first few weeks mm. to purely get her some conversational English so that she'd be able to survive the rest of her school mm. a bit more comfortably and easily. Now that she's come into second class and me as her teacher as well, we're slowly introducing more and more of the Irish. But what I found actually with this child is that she can kind of pick up a lot easier what's to be done when she's given tasks and that she seems, because she's learning the two languages at once, it seems to nearly be easier for her to pick up. Yeah. What's needs yeah. to be done because she's well, she's in that environment of learning a language already that throwing an extra language in there seems to actually be easier for her. But that shows how well you're how well you're doing as a teacher. But with your planning and your and your and your your um your integration with Guelga and Berlis so that she knows that she's learning two languages but the teams are be similar so yeah. she knows yeah. the, the store focal or the, the vocab yeah. that she needs to know yeah so this yeah. is you know this is fantastic on your behalf yeah. she, <laughs> she can still struggle to speak english but at the same time when she's if we do anything in the book she straight away can make the connection mm-hmm. okay well here's a sentence here that i have to fill in the blank and there's a sentence up above with everything in it and she knows exactly what yeah. to do mm-hmm. she can, whereas some of the girls that even are of irish nationality straight away they'd be up i don't know what to do mm-hmm. what do i do she can pick it up that bit quicker she can make the connections of what needs to actually be done and she can pick up the irish for it as sometimes a lot quicker than yeah. some of the children of not irish nationality irish ethnicity so yeah. it's interesting i found that in so obviously I teach Irish in third level so I would teach Irish to students who are studying Irish but it's also offered then as an optional um, module then for um, students who are coming abroad who might do an Erasmus or and I know we'll be talking about that later on Um, but I found that students in my classroom who have learned English as a second language have picked up Irish so much quicker they just because they are aware of even terms like noun you know, tense. Okay. That you know, we as fluent English speakers just you know, you just learned the language. But I found myself like I had a class last year of, of students from China, again similar to Brona, and they just picked it up so quick and even with the pronunciation it's like they're just I don't know, anybody who learns English as a second language just seems to have a bit of a leg up. So it would never be I would never hesitate to have somebody in my classroom from a different nationality. That's interesting to hear because, you know, um, as a Brazilian, one of our concerns is our accent. 
Yeah. No, we are so conscious about that most of the time. We are always, I think, oh my god, am I sounding like nicely clear for, you know, yeah. to the natives? And this is a huge, you know, like barrier for the new learners actually. And most of my friends, they are scared, you know, um, I will never learn English because I'm scared and also afraid. They have this fear, like, for sounding stupid, you know, like, or, yeah. or bad to, to the natives. Um, but, but it's interesting you showing your point of view, you know, like your perspective as native for mm -hmm. those who are learning that the second language, you know, because we, we don't have this same feeling most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, I, I can say the, the majority ones because uh, most of people that I've met, they, they feel the same as I felt before. Well, nowadays, not really, but I used to, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting. And you think like, for like the Chinese, as you said now, do they learn like easily than easier actually in an easily way than the Irish people? I think yeah, the Irish people definitely have like a past with the language. The language is often politicized in this country, so it's made a political pawn. And it's if you don't speak fluent Irish, you're not a real girl or, you know, there's a lot of baggage that comes with it. Whereas for somebody who's coming in from another country, they see it as part of the heritage, part of the culture. It's an opportunity to learn a couple of folk, a few words. Yeah, sure. So it's completely separate to that. But it's like, it. we should also like acknowledge none of us are fluent speakers. None of us were brought up with it, so we would have a new Heintor, which is like a, a new speaker's outlook on it. Yeah. But I see them coming in and they just they just throw themselves into it. And it's fantastic to see. Yeah. That, that's amazing. I, I, that they're able to let themselves yeah. go. But you I know? don't think people realise the benefits of having two languages. Like I think this is what we're trying to get across as a nation, is that if we raise our children with English and Irish, the benefits of having mm. two languages at such a young age, it opens yeah. a massive door. Because oh, yeah. like you said, if the, the, the people from China who came over, they had Chinese and they, or they had Mandarin and they had English, hmm. but because they have those two languages, that makes it easier for them to learn a third. Yeah. So they would have picked up Gaelic no problem. Yeah. But I will also make the point. Gosh, <laughs> I speak Irish and English, but I only half speak them. So this is the thing, because I I went to school to a Gaelic school when I was three. I was immersed in the language from three. I often joke that I don't speak either language fully because I was brought yeah. up bilingually. <laughs> I, you'll see, like it happened already, we'll struggle to think of an English word. Oh, okay. Or to think of an Irish word, you know, like, so it's kind of it like you're half sense. fluent yeah. in two languages. So there is like, it's fantastic for your brain, but you can see, you can tell the people who've been in a Gaelic school, because yeah. they can't say anything. Well, you know, like they're struggling, yeah. they're saying, like for years I could never think of the English word for inye. I was saying to my mom, inye, inye, and she's like, what is inye? It's the Irish for yesterday, but I, I couldn't think of that word. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> so there's there's disadvantages to it as well. I, I have the same gradually in English and Portuguese, and sometimes when I speak Spanish as well, like when I ring my family, and um, I just say something in English and they are saying, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what, what, <laughs> because I, I don't remember anymore most of the small vocabularies, you know, in Portuguese. Yeah. And uh, that, that's why most of the time I don't have contact actually with Brazilian people here in Ireland. Mo you know, most of the time, and like my surrounded, they are all English, you mm. know, speakers. 
and then I'm trying to push myself now speaking a bit more Portuguese, you know, with the people because actually language is a um, lively thing, you know, all the time it's changing, all the time is a new vocabulary, is a new expression, is a new thing and if you don't keep it up to date, you're gonna be behind the time. Yeah. <laughs> One thing is fantastic about you, Katie, is just because you... <laughs> Go on, don't be afraid. Fantastic. But I'm impressed by the two girls. You know, like <laughs> well, what, you. what you have done, actually. <laughs> well, one thing about Katie also is like the thing he works for Michael D. Higgins, yeah. Yeah. Like, and how is that? And how that started? Well, you know? That started because I was originally working in. So we have a state broadcaster in this country called RTE. Okay. Um, and I was working there for 10 weeks, and somehow they were doing some sort of a. So I was doing one hour long classes once a week with the staff in RTE. They then went into Orson which is the head of the president, um, to do some sort of a television show. Somebody mentioned then that I was teaching in RTE, and the president said, we need a teacher, can you get in, t in touch with her? So I got a call then the following week to come in, and I was like, <laughs> who's this? Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, I had to, I decided then, I was so nervous, I was so nervous to take this opportunity because I'm not a native speaker. It's not something that I was born with. And I was, I did think somebody else is much better suited to this job. Yeah. But I was like, this opportunity is never going to come up again. So I have to just throw myself into it. So that was April 2019 and I started on a 10 week oh contract. And it's now November 2021 and I'm still there. And I just, I just started teaching Irish classes to the staff there. It's a very small staff of 27. And this is interesting because as Shauna just said before, you know, like the, the importance for learning your own language, you know, like mm -hmm. there we go. If she yeah. didn't know, she wouldn't have that opportunity. Like and what, what I think is... I, yeah, I wouldn't have so any of the... would yeah. like to work with Michael yeah. D. Higgins, is not. I wouldn't <laughs> have any of the opportunities that I've had without the language. I just wouldn't. Yeah. But it also speaks more so to the president than it does to me because he is a f um, fluent Irish speaker and as president of the country he sets the tone so it was something that he wanted in his presidency to promote the language so it's really it comes from the top down yeah and I'm just a little pawn in it and um, that's amazing oh it is it's, it's <laughs> yeah it is so far those who are listening to the podcast learning Irish and all that eventually you can get opportunities like that why not yeah. no? Absolutely. Shona, you speak a little bit of Spanish or you are confident to say you are fluent. Actually, I've seen your progress on Duolingo. Yes. Yeah, like you're amazing. <laughs> you're doing amazing on Duolingo. Um, have you been studying through other platforms so far? Um, so when I started learning Spanish, I started with Duolingo originally and I had, I, I suppose the old Duolingo about a year and a half ago, it's improved so much since, but a year and a half ago it was great, yeah. but it wouldn't really explain much. They'd just say this is this and that's that. And me, as a learner of languages, I, I have lots of questions. <laughs> Why did you decide Spanish? Like, when it was like you realized, oh my god, I want to speak Spanish, I want to learn Spanish. Why? So, I have um, relatives from Spain. Oh, um, so, one of, one of my granny's cousins moved to Spain when she was in her 20s and she had a daughter. 
and then her daughter had a daughter who is Lily, um, who who inspired me to learn Spanish. Um, so they had they I think they moved back um, over to Ireland in 2000, and they've been back and forth to Spain ever since really like and um, but they did the most of, most of the time they're here so when Lily was born three years ago and um, Lily again has been brought up with two languages she's practically fluent in English and Spanish and she's she's three three and a half nearly four I think and right. um, so when she was sat in her high chair and we'd be in the house she'd be shouting random you know when they start to learn how yeah. to speak they'd shout random words <laughs> and she'd be saying things in Spanish and I'd be like I don't know and she'd be saying pan pan like, what's pan what do I get her and I was like get the bread and I'm like okay <laughs> so then I was thinking I would love I'd love to learn Spanish with her because as she grows obviously her Spanish is going to be 10 times better than mine mm-hmm. because she's at home she's learning it all yeah. the time but I would I, I said to myself I would love to learn it with her so then when lockdown happened and everything shut down that was my kick up the bum and to start learning amazing I, I've yeah. been following your progress actually <laughs> I'm so impressed you know and I I heard that you guys have as options also as module in school yeah yes. like yeah. Yeah. German um, yeah German German uh, French yeah, it, depends, it depends on the school yeah I know for our school we only, we didn't have we only had German there was no other option for us except for German but see we were in an Irish language secondary school as well so the teachers had to be fluent in Irish oh my gosh and, and German whatever, whatever second, language. So, second language yeah so that's why I'd say a lot of schools especially Irish language mm-hmm. schools wouldn't have the same variety as maybe an English medium school because the teacher is coming into an Irish school like they yeah. have to have Irish so we learned German through Irish we were taught German through Irish oh my god <laughs> now I don't remember any of it my mind didn't go just to chat with themselves oh my god that's a lot of information you know like for, for you guys it's yeah, funny well, because people always ask I remember in school they'd be like gosh you do everything through Irish maths yeah uh, science, yeah. Do you do English to Irish? That's all. That was the question I used to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it used to annoy me, but sure, look. <laughs> you decided to learn Portuguese. Any yeah. reasons in specific? I don't know if it's because of me. I was For those who don't know, Bruna is my girlfriend, but I, I don't know if another you know, the reason behind she learns Portuguese is me or not but yeah there you go yeah well I mean I had I think a few words from before I'd known you when I was on my Erasmus year in Paris believe it or not I never talk about that I (laughs) met a few Brazilians from Curitiba and I picked up a couple of words here and there I'd had Duolingo from before I kind of hadn't really stuck with it but I had picked up a couple of words um, that I knew a couple of phrases a very important one being Eusu Fluente so when I remember one of my first Wait, days, what does that mean? I am fluent. Oh. Fluent, <laughs> <laughs> really, 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 really important for me to know as someone who has no Portuguese I thought it was where's the tea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also very important when it comes to me, absolutely. Um, and I remember, I think maybe our first or second date with Alex, I told him that I could speak Portuguese fluently. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I quite to. scared. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I said obviously the sentence in Portuguese and then Alex's face dropped and then I had to tell him that I actually had no other Portuguese other than Eusu Fluente. So after that, I decided maybe I might actually try to learn a little bit more. I um, started again with Duolingo like Shauna and then I started doing 
Portuguese classes on Zoom with a Portuguese language school in Dublin. That there actually is a physical school building, but obviously just with COVID, we haven't been in the building yet. But I've been learning it through Zoom for nearly a year now. I started in January, so oh my I'm, God. I'm yeah. <laughs> Watch that, out, Alex. That, 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 that's a long process, <laughs> and um, I just imagine that how you know how amazing because you see. Uh, at some point, uh, I was just considering that. Oh my God, how that will be for Brona when she comes, you know, like to Brazil to yeah. see my family because nobody else there speaking in English, uh, just me. And then I said, I, I can't be the translator for everything, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. even it's, because it's not nice all the time. It's not fair, yeah. It's big for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just imagining how how that will be, you know. <laughs> But that's good. She she wanted to learn by herself, and well. <laughs> Another point you mentioned that is uh, Erasmus, yeah. Well, in, yeah. In Paris. <laughs> yeah. We hear about this all the time. <laughs> Just for they, people listening. They, for for those who didn't know, Brona was. She went to Paris. Did you learn French because of that? Like, did you have to learn? Well, when I was in secondary school, so me being in an English speaking secondary school, we had a little bit more of an option of our modern languages in school. And we had the choices of French, German, and Italian. And when you start into secondary school, your class was assigned two of those languages. So I was assigned French and Italian, and then they were advised for you to carry on at least one of those foreign languages beyond first year of secondary school. So when I was younger, I had been to France nearly every summer as a child. It was our summer holidays. We always went to France every year. So I kind of had more of an affiliation with the French language. So I kept on French throughout secondary school. And then when I was in first year of my undergraduate degree in Maynooth, I studied French as well as Irish and business. When you go into second year of the undergraduate degree, you drop one of those subjects. So I had actually dropped French, but I still wanted to keep it up. So I decided to do an Erasmus year in Paris, where I studied business through English okay. with French as a foreign language on the side. Just the for side. the crack. Just for the crack. <laughs> yeah, just for the just for the fun of it all. Because why not? So that's kind of where I wanted to keep up the French a little bit there in that sense. And tell us the story that you had, you know, experienced. Uh, it was an American fella. He stopped you and said, <laughs> it was "Is this you getting jealous? <laughs> you getting jealous?" Wow. Yeah. So one day I was, you know, walking the streets of Paris as you would, and um, an American man came up to me, asked me if I spoke English. So very happily, I responded, "Well, yes, I, I do." And he was asking for directions to the Eiffel Tower. So oh, that's grand, yeah. I was, I told him where to go, point him along, and at the very end, he turns and says, "Are you English?" You know, no. as, as any Irish person would know, to be asked if you're English it can be quite frustrating anyway. So I, I explained that I was Irish and he turns to me and says, what, and you speak English in Ireland? <laughs> and again, I said, oh, only for the past couple of hundred years or so. Yeah. Um, you know, we have two languages here, Irish and English, yeah. um, but English is the dominant one. And he said that I had a very good grasp of the English language and I should have been impressed. Well, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, thanked him profusely for saying how good of an English speaker I was when I was growing up speaking it as my first language. But you know, it's that's insane. Oh my god! Well, you, you see that all the time with the Americans. It's because they're they've so much history on their own continent. Yeah. yeah, they very rarely look outside their own. Yeah, they live in the box. Yeah, yeah. so they, they know a lot about their own history, but they wouldn't know. Whereas we in Ireland, we did a lot about their history and yeah. the English history and even Indian history. You know, yeah. like we would have a yeah. mix. Yeah. yeah. 
It didn't actually. Um, I believe that the Irish community in America is a huge yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've heard that most of the Irish people, like uh, early age, they used to uh, live abroad, like move to straight away to America. So yeah, it started with the potato famine. A million people went uh, emigrated, and you a million people died. Potato family, like the. The potato famine, so back in 1845, because there was a shortage of food, they were forced. So that kind of is. Yeah. They went to they went to either America or England. Yeah. During that time, like half the population either died or they emigrated. Yeah. So so those roots go really really far back. Yeah. Katie, what's your advice for learning language, like uh, as your yeah. lecture nowadays and also your teaching language and all uh, for the Michael T. Higgins stuff as a such. So. <laughs> Fantastic, Katie. Um, it kind of, it depends on what level you're at, but let's say if there's somebody who's complete a complete beginner, right, and they want to learn the language, I would always say, sort of similar to what the girls have said there, is to immerse yourself as much as possible. So whether it's small words, going online and getting just, so like door, for example, and instead of saying go out the door, say go out the durse, you know, just using little words like that. Another way that you could do it is, I don't know if you've noticed, but here in this country on the registration numbers of the cars, yeah. you'll have, let's say, 141D. So D, the D stands for Dublin, but above it has the word in Irish. Yeah. So the name of the place is Bailea Little things like that, if you just tune into, as you look around, because we're very lucky in this country, because Irish is recognised as an official language, it's on all official yeah, even the Dublin bus actually. Exactly. Yeah, and you'll hear, them, them, yeah. Yeah. you'll hear them on Dublin bus saying, the next stop is Leakslip. When you want to learn the language, you have to make a conscious effort yeah. to tune into that language. So similar to, to the way Brona did with Portuguese, which I think is gas that Portuguese came yeah. back like a few years later. <laughs> you make a conscious effort. So even before you go to the classes or you do the Duolingo, it's all like following um, accounts on social media mm-hmm. around the language. Just immersing yourself as much as possible in your own house before you step out and look for. There we go, Shona. Your advice for learning language <laughs> after like ten certificates by Duolingo, <laughs> <laughs> and also like uh, you finished um, Bozo as well. Yeah, well, I well I I, I didn't finish. Skipped. I skipped. <laughs> oh I did the test. Yeah, and I did pretty well. well <laughs> um, now, like similar to Katie, I immersed myself. So, like I said, I had it. I always had an awful lot of questions when it came to. So that's when I kind of moved outside of Duolingo. I got myself a book of grammar in Spanish. I think it was a leave insert book. Um, I went onto YouTube. There's some great YouTube channels, like people who will explain pieces of grammar. Like Katie said, you have to kind of like put. Put um, like signs. signs on the door, signs on the window, like to say what the word is, songs and music. Yeah, yeah. So TikTok like, is great. That's how we. Oh, TikTok is brilliant. Okay, that's how we teach the kids in My school. Instagram. Alex That's how we teach the kids in school is by songs poetry. and poem, poetry and whatever. So like I, I had I, I found just songs, just Disney songs on Spotify that are in Spanish and. Right. Tuned into um, what's her name? What's her name? Rosalia. Oh. Rosalia. That's <laughs> um, I know. So I, I, like I listen to an awful lot of her music, and then again because I want to know what she's saying, I would look up the lyrics then on Google, listen to the song as the song is playing, wow. 
kind of pick out bits like so you have to do like Katie said you have to make a real conscious effort did you feel any change in your career or even your personal life after learning language like did you feel any any improvement like on your like besides you know like everything did you feel any improvement on yourself like I, I just felt the confidence grow I suppose but again at the same saying that like with the read my reading and my grammar is probably really well but if I, if somebody tried to have a conversation with me now today it'd be pretty bad I'd say because my brain just isn't quick enough just yet to okay. kind of to think. try to think yeah, that fast yeah, so that's why I'm dying I am dying to get to Spain I'm dying to get to Spain. I am dying to next summer. <laughs> yeah, next summer. I, I'm just. I would love to spend a good like six weeks, even try and get a job there or something, and completely immerse myself yeah. in it because that's the only way my my oral language Spanish will improve is if I actually live there. Yeah. I'm ready to follow you and see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so interested. So, Bruna, yourself, an experience like after you learn, actually you're still learning Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> Any change for yourself and how you're feeling now after it? Eight months, maybe? How, how long? Well, so since January, so so 11 now. Okay. Um, well, I suppose as a teacher, it definitely makes me understand a lot more. As I said before, I have easily half my class aren't of Irish ethnicity, Irish nationality. So for them coming in and speaking a different language to what they'd speak at home, I suppose learning a language myself, it makes me understand this was where they're coming from. To come in and try and speak in a different language, to try and learn in a different language. Like I kind of feel like nearly can emphasize or empathize with more them more mm. than I would have maybe before if I wasn't learning a new language. So yeah. I feel as a teacher, maybe it kind of nearly makes me a better teacher, a more sympathetic teacher mm -hmm. in that sense. That's yeah, nice. the language. Um, well, girls, my questions for you all are done. <laughs> I can breathe. Yeah. So I'll take it easy. <laughs> like every single episode we have um, like a small game for breaking the ice you know it's a ping pong so basically you don't have time to think you just have time to answer <laughs> but uh, they are easy questions okay don't be just so scared. yeah don't, don't be scared don't be afraid so who wants to start uh, Katie's oh. fantastic yeah sure oh yeah Katie's <laughs> Sergeant Katie, okay? You're welcome. Was this like a quick fire round? Is it just questions and yeah. quick answers? Okay. okay. Yeah. There you go. Katie, so tell us a TV show. A TV show that I like? Friends. Uh. <laughs> Why do you not like Friends? <laughs> okay, with Modern Family. Oh, I'm joking. Well, it's okay. Yeah, um, I, I never, I, actually, I tried to see one episode of Friends and I just slept and also. <laughs> see, it's not, it's not funny. I don't think it's funny. I just think it's real comfortable. It's a comfortable yeah. Show. It's a show oh, that yeah. I can put on that I do, I don't have to think because I'm always all I do. Yeah. And they will tell you is think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I need something that I can put on and I don't have to think. So friends is that for me. And the best person in your life. The best person in my life. Yeah. Can't say Teddy or Brady. <laughs> it would have to be. I can't choose. Have to be my parents. Okay. And um, your favorite season of the year. Favorite season. I love autumn. Really? Yeah, I love seeing the change in the colors. I was born in oh. September as well, so I like that <laughs> time of year. Oh yeah, you yeah, just birthday, yeah. Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an elder yeah, now. Did you send you a message? You did, of course you did. Oh, yeah. Lovely you did, and it, yeah. A moment that you'll never forget. A moment I'll never forget. 
<laughs> Don't think. No, do you know what it was? I graduated. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> when I graduated from my master's um, in UCD, I remember I was so nervous. I don't do great with crowds. I was so nervous. And it was such a big um, ceremony. Like, there's hundreds in UCD. And I was going up to get my my scroll and I remember my knees were rattling and uh, as they handed me my scroll and my masters my dad in the back corner just went (laughs) and I looked back and I went like that and it's something I'll never forget oh that's really nice this is a type of memory like you really enjoy isn't it so if you were an actress yes who would you be was an actress I'd have to be (laughs) yeah I'd have to be like Jennifer Lawrence or Sarah Paulson okay Shauna just you know said Jennifer Lawrence I know her so well yeah Jennifer Lawrence yeah we know she has a cardboard cut out Jennifer Lawrence that's that Muslim lecture it was after the movie I forgot Hunger Games after that I stood up in Maynooth in the canteen in the university and did this the sound like the whistle in my in Mockingjay and somebody stood up on the other side of the back. <laughs> so Katie. Oh, um, Katie, if you had a message, you know, if you had actually had an outdoor for the whole world, what would be the message you would give to the whole world right now? Any message from Katie to the whole world? No pressure. One message. It's something that my uncle used to say to me, and I think it's just true. So it's love many, trust few, and paddle your own canoe. Okay. He was a canoeist. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks so much, Katie. No problem. Now, the next, Bruno Shona. I don't want to go. The questions are not the same, all right? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are so ready. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, Shona. Okay. Okay. Um, Shona, a sport. Oh, um, GA. You can, you can tell by that answer she's not big into sport. You disappoint me because I was expecting soccer and I'm like, because of like. Oh, talk. sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> so, a hobby? A hobby is language learning. <laughs> Classic. Plug. A color? A color? A color purple. Purple, okay. Morado. Mm-hmm. Very specific. <laughs> A number? Eight. Okay. Um, is there any reason? Like, is it a birthday or...? No, it's just, it's something that's kind of gone in the family that we like the number eight because it's the shape of infinity. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Many ways, isn't it? Mm. A dream. <laughs> a dream. Oh, I don't know. Go to Spain. Go to Spain. <laughs> what is it taking? Spain. You girls work out together. Yeah. Help each other. Okay? Get a job in Spain. <laughs> if you could go anywhere right now by teletransport, so. Space to be Spain. Who <laughs> wouldn't guess? Alright. Fair enough. Thanks so much, Shana. Oh, I want more. <laughs> oh, okay. I forgot one thing. Okay. If you had a message, like a scale, you know, a message to the world right now, you know, to show up on the outdoor, what would be that message, please? Be kind to one another. Oh, that's boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Corona's like, damn, that's it. <laughs> Where's he still on my own? Seriously, that's how well we know each other. Uh, so now we change the whole questions for Bruna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruna, a movie. Movie? Oh, I can think of TV shows. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter. 
Oh. See, it's another one that Alex doesn't like. <laughs> I'm with you, Alex. Yeah. Not a fan. A place. Paris. Oh. What would you have guessed? <laughs> a date. Um, now, are we talking me and girls? Are we spe- picking a specific date, or is it like a date where you go of on the year? Go on? No, no, a, a date of the year. Sorry. Date of the yeah. year. Okay, date. Of the oh, year. you have this thing in English. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have a date. date. Yeah. April twenty fifth. <laughs> I w- I would say sixteenth of August. It's probably one of the most special days of the it entire is. year. <laughs> Very special for the really, world. Yeah. Unbelievably special. Oh, yeah, the, the, the yeah. yeah, especially in 94. It was yeah, specifically big, big 1994. Yeah. The world was never the same. <laughs> Brona was born on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Okay. A food. Maltese or Swiss omelette. That's it. Oh. <laughs> so, if it could be an animal. You would be a cat. A cat. I mean, they sleep, they eat, they get petted. I mean, what more could a person want? But you purr. It's a very happy, content life. Now, Bruna, your turn for your message to the whole world. Well, I had originally been thinking in a world where you could be anywhere, anything, be kind. But since Sean has taken that message already, <laughs> I'll say. Let me think. What was the set? Trying to say it again. Um, the other on law talking on Trinona. Yes. So, okay. And that's an Irish saying that says, no matter how long the day, the evening will always come. So when things are particularly tough in life, don't forget the days will pass. Oh. We'll have to come to an end. And we'll move Very through nice. together. Very so yeah, nice. bringing the quail again again. Brilliant. That's amazing, girls. Yeah. Thank you so much for the interview. I did appreciate that. It was so nice. So oh, nice. Thank you. Alex. I hope <laughs> thank you enjoyed your flight as well. Yeah, it was yeah. crack. Was it fine? Yeah, well. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you recommend a new guest for me for interview as well? By your experience? Recommend another guest? No, I mean, by the experience that you had here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be <laughs> nervous. Don't like be nervous. Don't yeah. like Shauna. Shauna was rattling when she came. Just have a conversation. You're very, you're very easy to have a conversation with. It's just having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Absolutely. You girls felt comfortable. Now we can have our drinks. We can have Yay. our food. <laughs> More tea. More Thanks so much, guys. That was the interview with the trio KSB. They are not the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> but they are Katie, Shauna and Bronna. Yeah. <laughs> Even one. better than that. So, <laughs> thanks so much. And yeah, I see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>